How's that? Wow. Okay, so um, first of all, I have to admit something that I feel very honored to wear this headset. And the reason why I say that is because this was Pastor Terry's. Nobody wore his headset but him. And last week he come up and tapped me on the shoulder. He goes, oh, I left my headset back there for you. I mean, it's going to be for the speakers. I'm really getting echo here. It's going to be for the speakers, but it, it's for whoever puts it on, it will be an honor. I guarantee it. I don't even know where to start. I'm a mess. I'm sorry. Yeah. That would be cool. I would like that. So, Father, the first Sunday... Lord, I just ask that you would start at the top of Larry's head, that you, Father, would, by the, the beautiful gift of Holy Spirit, that you would bring all things into alignment, down his neck, over his shoulders, and his hair, and his so much. Father, Father, down to his feet where he can stand in peace with both your people and your place. And know that what he has to offer will be received with love. And we know the Father's heart. We know the Father's heart for this son, in this house, in this moment. I ask for all confidence of articulation. I ask, Father, for the beautiful gift by which we can all change. And I thank you for the gift of this morning. And we give it to you as an offering, Father. Take our brokenness and our weakness and make yourself the world strong. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Was this, this mic three right here? Okay. Okay. Please forgive me. I don't deserve that stuff. Okay. My first notes. Get this. Good morning. How is everyone doing? <laughs> I didn't know what else to say because it's been a full week since our Pastor Terry played and preached his last message here. Um, 
some of the leadership have had known for months, we've all known for two months that he was resigning. And uh, so it, I guess what I'm going to ask you is, how are you all doing emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, and say intellectually? I mean, how, how is your mental health? And, and we're going to cover a little bit of this in a, in a few minutes um, because I think this is very important. And this message is short, I think. It's just something that's been weighing on me since I think 2009 or 2010, and it just was some. It, it was, it was, it was a, a small message that I, I, I thought someday there's going to be a time to bring it to a body, and I think this is the time. So back then, 2009, 2010, um, somewhere in there. Remember after the, um, for builders after the housing bubble burst, and and. We had to sell equipment. You couldn't buy a job. Um, basically, it was some pretty hard times for us. And um, fuel prices skyrocketed. I think we have a... Uh, I think we have a... Uh, remember that from last week? Okay, well... When, when I saw Pastor Terry throw that up there, I thought he stole my message. Um, but he didn't because because what he was talking about and what he has been talking about, I even went back on notes from February and before that. He's been talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, right? And so, um, but that would that's a perfect one for what I'm about to say here. So the, the, the fuel prices have skyrocketed and, and, and it's kind of hard times. And, and if you do have a place to go work, you have to be careful that you don't waste fuel. Like, it doesn't matter if it's really cold outside. You don't leave your diesel truck running to keep it warm, you know, like we do now. Well, I don't know about now, but it's getting that bad again. Okay, but the most used gauge at that time on my truck, okay, and the one I paid the most attention to was a little LED readout. It was, uh, I had a 2005 or whatever, and I think my 2001 also had the same thing. Up, It, it was called the Travel Convenience Group, and um, right above the rearview mirror, there's this little thing, and it told you the temperature and everything, and then there's a button you push that says DTE, distance still empty, and I paid more attention to that gauge than I did any other gauge in my pickup, distance still empty. Now, I think that most vehicles say range, like, like I know the new trucks now, they say range, you have 260 miles left to go before you have to get fuel. So one day, I was putting fuel in my pickup. And uh, when I was done, um, which probably was only like maybe 30 bucks at the time, I looked at my DTE to see how much it had changed. So 30 bucks then was probably, fuel was almost as much as it is now, diesel, or as much, um, especially down in Riggins. Um to see how much it changed, to see if I had enough to go where I was going and get back, you know. So just is still empty if it said 75 miles or 85 miles. Okay, is that enough to get to where I'm going and get back? I mean, that's that. I loved this little gauge because it kept me from getting lost somewhere. 
as I looked up at the DTE, I pressed the little button, DTE, after I put the 30 bucks in, I looked up, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. <laughs> Basically saying, so how is your DTE with me? I went, oh, oh God's speaking to me while I'm filling my truck. What are you doing in my truck? The first thing you think of, I think I thought of, the first thing you think of is, I need to make sure I don't miss church this Sunday. Right? Now, I may be stepping out on a limb right now, but I think it's a very strong limb. Beloved, most of the filling needs to be happen that needs to happen in our lives does not happen on two hours on Sunday morning. Don't get me wrong, the teachings have been excellent. Pastor Terry has done an excellent job. Zach will do excellent. Chris will do excellent. Christina will. The word is sure. But if we assume that Sunday mornings are meant to primarily fill us up, we're missing very important reality. If you come empty, what do you have to bless the body with? What do you have to offer? When we all have something to offer, then Sundays can also be filling. I agree with that. Okay? Maybe topping us off, so to speak. Have you lived an entire week of emptiness in all areas? Physically, emotionally, spiritually. How about the unity aspect? Okay, how can we be in unity in the body? All of us. How can we be in unity in the body if we are living an empty life? And I thought I was just probably preaching to myself on this one. But like I said, Pastor Terry has been teaching us this for months. If you went back on the messages and back on the notes, you'd see it over and over again. And he's talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit. Communion with God. Communion with the Holy Spirit. Did you ever think about this? If we come empty, can we actually receive like we should? The Word of God? Or are we going to miss something? Um, what I... I was going to mention this later. I'll mention it now. It was it, it was such a blessing to me to have my prayer answered. And you'll find out why later. But um, and I'm sorry, Chris and Zach, but I, I I was praying that nobody would show up on our Tuesday morning breakfast, but Pastor Terry. Well, James couldn't show up because he had COVID. Scott couldn't show up because. Um, his dog had a seizure and he had to deal with his dog. And I don't know, Chris was probably out riding on his horse somewhere in the middle of nowhere, right? And Zach um, didn't happen to show up and I walked in and it was only Pastor Terry. So I got to spend a couple hours just face to face with him this last Tuesday, which was um, which was an answer to prayer for me. It, 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 it really helped me, believe it or not, a lot. But he said, he says, well, he says, Larry, 
in your message that you have here, this simple little message, he says, include this. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. And if it, and really, honestly, if that, in reality, he would say, the bridegroom is coming, the bridegroom is coming, he'd be running to the village, would he not? Isn't that how he did it? The friend of the bridegroom. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. This seems kind of simple. But here's what happened. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, You know, we should be coming together with testimony on how the week went, sharing with each other, blessing each other with good report, and bringing a song, a hymn, a prophecy. All of us having a full lamp, along with extra oil. Terry told me a story the other day. He says when he was younger, um, he went on a trip. I, I think... It's like when he was a teenager or something or a younger. And they went on a trip, I believe, from back east to out west somewhere. And if Terry, if you ever watch this, forgive me if I get this wrong, but it'll make sense. Um, anyway, so that would have been in, I don't know when that would have been, 30 years ago, maybe, something like that. Anyway, so they're coming back through, coming back from the west to the east. And he said, I remember we're driving down the road and it said last gas or next gas station, 190 miles. Now, if you only if your distance still empty said 200 miles, you better pull over and get some fuel. Why chance it? Right. Be prepared always for a crisis. Don't think that you can just make it right. Always be prepared. So so what I mean by that is, is that's why we got to be filled all week. I mean, the crisis mostly come during the week, do they not? Yeah, they do. And don't get me wrong, okay, on any of this. Don't get me wrong. There are some that will come in to our body. They'll be battered from the war of the week, right? Holes in their gas tanks and need us. And that's fine. Maybe they had to hitch a ride or walk to get here but we'll make sure they're fed and make sure they get home. I'm not discounting those that need us, but we need to be strong. We're going to do something real quick. Christina, if I could. Um,
Ghost? Sorry. Exactly. You ever heard somebody, a pastor, do that? They leave their mic on and they get off the stage and they, and you can still hear them. Yeah, exactly. Go to the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Gurgle, gurgle, gurgle. Let me know when everybody has one. Okay, everybody have a sheet? I asked Christina to help because uh, um, she's kind of the soul care person here. So she can put in some really good input on this. And uh, I have a short testimony after this, and I think Tim needs soul care at the same time. Um, so anyway, let's look at this little chart right here, our, our paper. How are we doing? How are we doing emotionally? Let's, let's start with that emotionally. I have, are you anxious? Are you able to regulate your emotions? In other words, one moment you're happy and the next moment you're a mess. I know none of us. Right? Nobody has that issue? Christine, you have something to add to that? So, you know, empty being, just that, that inability to find constant. Constantly in that place of need, need, need. Full being, content, satisfied, at peace. Right? It's kind of a metric. So put mm-hmm. your little leash. There should be some pins on the table, too, if you don't have a pen. Just kind of sit with the Lord for a moment. Where, where do you find yourself registering on the gas gauge? I would also encourage you to make sure you take these home and about next Wednesday. Okay, so how are you doing physically? Um, for example, are you sleeping good? Um, what are your eating habits like? How is your immune system? Mm-hmm. You know, we are body, soul, and spirit, right? We're connected. We cannot separate one from the other. And so as you're thinking about being empty in your body, you know, it's just that inability to get up in the morning, that, that inability, that, that lack of strength. That would be more on the empty side. Are you vibrant? Do you have lots of energy? Do you have a, you know, a passion to, to get moving? That would be more towards your, your full component. Where do you register? Next one is spiritually. Do you feel connected in your spirit? 
Do you feel an infilling of the Holy Spirit? How is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? So on a on a perspective of empty spiritually would be just that that you know when when you pray and it feels like your prayers are just hitting the ceiling and you can't get through and you you just feel like there's a block between you you feel ineffectual in your your warfare you that's the empty full you know you you're sensing God's presence you're feeling that expectation when you pray you're 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 knowing his presence that that's that full side where do you fall where do you fall in between those? So, relationally, how are we relating to one another? Are we spending personal time with each other? Fellowshipping. Sharing the things of God with one another. So again, you know, uh, this is, we're all connected. So if we're struggling with shame, for example. Shame puts you into a cycle where you begin to isolate and you begin to withdraw. And you'll withdraw in your relationships. That would be on the empty side. Empty relationally is you're withdrawing. You don't want to be around people. You're, um, you don't even like yourself. That would be, that would be like, <laughs> you got maybe half a gallon if that's the case. Maybe. Whereas full is you long for the body. You long to be with your brothers and sisters. You long to have, you know, opportunities to connect, whether it's over a meal or a cup of coffee or, or just spending some time in the park or just being together. That's full. So where are you at in that scale? The last one is your intellect, your mental health. How is your soul? How is your will? Do you push back when the Lord is trying to speak to you? So again, you know, there's this, the goal is integration inside, right? So empty would be a sense of deep fragmentation. You can't put things together. You just can't make sense out of your thoughts, out of your emotions, out of your life, out of your feelings. Out of, it's just the sense of being very fractured and fragmented. Whereas fully integrated, you feel seen, safe, soothed, and secure. Ladies of Bible study. Right? You feel like you are seen and known. And you're able to articulate that feeling. That would be full. So where are you at? Does that make sense? So, three weeks ago, I'll say three weeks ago, if I would have done this, everything would have been empty. For two weeks, it was like that. For two weeks, I was so depressed and I didn't know why. Um, nobody else knew it. I said on Wednesday night, nobody else knew it except Christina because she knows everything. But she but she kept asking me, do we need to talk? Larry, there's something going on with you. Larry, and this was constant. And, and, and I wouldn't say a word because I didn't know what was going on, but it was a real depression. It was a real 
um, there was something weighing me down. And, and so, like I said, every one of these would have been on empty because one can take away from all the others. If you allow one to take over, it can take away from all the others. I, I, I thought about it I, uh, through that two weeks. And I thought, what, what is going on? Am, am, okay, so am I, am I grieving that Pastor Terry is leaving? Am I, you know, I'm just going over all these things in my mind of why am I depressed? Why am I depressed? Why am I depressed? And it was, it was horrible. I mean, it was, it was really bad. It was bad. It was bad. Last Saturday morning, I woke up at 4.30, and God showed me a vision. Now, do, do some of you remember, you remember my message a long time ago, a few, few years ago, about windows, boxes, and altars? Okay, so real quick, when we look out of a window, let's use an imaginary window of our life, what we perceive of what we see is dictated by the boxes of stuff we have in our rooms. Stuff that's never been opened. Okay? God opened a box. I didn't open it. God opened it. He gives me this vision of me as a nine-year-old boy standing it wasn't a big field. It was like it was all grassy, and then there was like oak trees and stuff behind all around. And and I and I was looking at this boy standing there. I, I wasn't I wasn't in the boy looking. I was looking at the boy standing there. And I heard my grandfather say, "I was nine years old," and I heard my grandfather say, "Okay, Larry Keith, now you have to be the man." Of My father just got killed in a car accident. I had three siblings, two brothers and a sister and a mother. And my grandfather says, okay, Larry Keith, now you have to be the man of the family. I don't even remember grieving my father until I was in my teens. That's how much of a... Of a impact it had on me, I, I, you know, I failed it. I failed. I'm sorry. I, I failed. I failed. I know I did. Because I didn't know how to be the man of the family. Here's, here's three siblings totally traumatized in their own way. I'm traumatized and my mother's traumatized. And I had no idea what trauma even meant. You see what I'm saying? There was no guidance, no nothing, zero, zero, nothing. And you're supposed to be the man of the family? Well, how do you do that? You know, because basically, everybody else just kind of disappeared. You're the man of the family now. Take care of your brothers and sisters and your mom. And I failed miserably. I know I did. I, I, it was almost, it was almost like it, it was almost like it was a curse on my life. I know I've mentioned this a long time ago, but it's almost like it was a curse on my life. And, and one day, um, I don't know if I was 45 or 50 or whatever. My sister calls me up. She says, Mom said we have to check with you and get an okay with you to do this and this and this. And I'm thinking, why are they still asking me? I'm not their dad. You know, and I kind of started pushing away from that 
responsibility. I didn't want it, and I realized that it was it was almost like a curse in my life. I, I don't know if it was a curse or not. Now I can tell you that, I guess now I can tell you it was not a curse in my life after last Saturday. So the reason why I tell you that story is because pain is a part of our walk, right? Mine just happened to start a long time ago in a trauma. But I see this boy standing there looking at the grass and looking at the trees and his grandfather saying, Larry Keith, now you have to be the man in the family. Why was that depressing me? Because several months ago, two, three, four months ago, maybe, we were in our office, Zach and I and Christina and Gail and the ministry board was at our office and we were going to do a Zoom meeting with the district superintendent because Terry had announced to us that he was going to resign and we better get connected. And 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 the superintendent was in Portland. We did a Zoom meeting. Anyway, and he hands me this huge packet of stuff. And he goes, and I said, well, what's this for? And he said, well, you're going to need it. Because now you're the chair of the elders and chair of the ministry board. And I think that ate on me all that time until last Saturday. Because I didn't want to be responsible. Because I figured I'd just fail, just like I did when I was a little kid, right? I would fail. And, uh, and so you, you, all this time, I'm, I'm kind of hiding behind what he said, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that, you know, my gosh, maybe he'll change his mind by the 1st of June. But I know that he wasn't going to because, but you just hope, you know, because you don't. This is very difficult because I never asked for it, you know. And, uh, I realized that, okay, God, what you're doing is you, you've opened up this box because you want me healed from that so I can walk in that healing and do whatever it takes to help lead and help all of you. I'll be a help. Okay, I can accept that. Why can I accept that? Okay, I could start naming them now. You have people that have stepped up and said, I'll do it. I'll do it. What do you want me to do? I'll take that. Daphne, even Daphne took over and said, I'll get people to do this and this and this and this and this. She's got everything all lined out. So I don't want to be stuck back there running the soundboard the rest of my life. I've been doing it for 20 years. You know, but she but she says, I'll take care of it. You don't even have to worry about it. I'll take care of it. And 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 you don't have to take care of things and you start asking, okay, what do we do? Oh, don't worry, I got it taken care of. Zach, will you preach? Yeah, I'll preach. Chris, will they just, they just start popping up and jumping out. And, and so I realize that I'm not alone, right? And with the Father heart of God, you're not alone. And now, then at nine, I had no, I don't ever remember even walking into a church. Okay, I had no, nothing, no, no faith, no faith structure whatsoever. And now I do, okay? And now I know that 
every step that I take or every step that we take or every step that we take is going to be guided by God, by the Father, because that's his heart. His heart is not to scare you. His heart is not to, not to cause you to flee. His heart is that we stick together and we help each other out and we step up. This is probably, um, even though I mourn the leaving of Pastor Terry, but for our body right now, this is the best thing that could ever happen. And I told him if he wants to come back in three or four months, the doors are wide open. Come on in. We're, you know, we'll just pick up where you left off. A few days go by and Thursday rolls around. And this is where it really hit home. Thursday rolls around. I have to leave my job and go to Builder Supply to pick something up, and I'm driving back. God speaks to me again. The Holy Spirit speaks to me again. And he said, you know, when you were nine, you had to die to yourself. And it hurt. Right now, you have to die again. Wait a minute. I'm thinking, wait a minute. I already died to myself. I'm, I'm born again. I've died to myself. No, no. It's like Paul said, I die daily. Now I know what he means. He wants to cleanse me more. He wants to straighten me out. He wants to, he wants me to. He... There is a dying that takes place daily. If you are trying to stay full, if you look at that those little gauges that you have in front of you, and if you're trying to stay full, there is dying that must take place daily. And there's solutions. It's not hard. And I think one of them one of the most important ones to me would be giving the Father the first fruits of your day every day. Because then the rest of your day is with Him. When you get up in the morning, giving your first fruits to Him. He's going to guide you. So. That episode right there. Which one? That one. Yeah. With Aurora. Yeah. I just, Holy Spirit just, just welled up in me. You see, that's the second component of true integration. We all come into the world as children looking for those who are looking for us. That is a healthy entrance. You know, if that gets broken, that sets the cycle for a lot of pain. If we come into the world and there is no one anticipating our arrival, that is devastating at a core level. But it's the second component that is so necessary. So seen, soothed, soothed. The Father's heart, the Father's heart, that we are all Aurora. Larry was Aurora. <laughs> I don't want to. He didn't beat her up. He didn't throw her on the floor, nor did he leave her to cry alone. Soothed. He 
You see, that is the heart of the Father for each one of us when we experience these places of trauma and pain. The Father comes along and wraps us up and brings us into his heart and says, let me have that. Now, the thing of it is, is Aurora didn't want Daddy to have that. Did you notice? Backbone, you're not going to comfort me. I want to cry. And God lets us do that too. But the end result is that he will meet our needs. If we, are, if we bring them to him, he will meet them. Hi, Aurora. We were talking about you. It has been a rough few months for me and for a lot of us. And if anybody has something they need to say, the mic is open. Anybody has anything? How you doing? Exactly. Hand so, Courtney the mic. You don't want to talk Courtney? <laughs> Courtney, 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 not Courtney, Courtney. Part of, part of what we want to see the, the first Sunday become is this opportunity, like Larry was talking about, about being filled, this opportunity to share testimony. What has God done in your life this week? Because it's through the power of testimony, right? Blood of the Lamb, power of our testimony that we overcome. And that is, it's important that we hear the stories. This is part of of us journeying together intentionally, being able to, because we can't realistically be in everybody's life all week long. But this is an opportunity for us to hear what, what has happened this week. How did God meet you? How did he put gas in your tank this week? How did he, how did he, Give you extra mileage. <laughs> Dad. No, we want to. We want to do those that are live streaming. And thank you for your service, Daphne. This is just a little something, but um, I just wanted God. Um, I just, I just wanted to see God more clearly this week. I just asked Him to. Um, just show me him um, in ways I hadn't seen him, and 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 I was thinking, you know, in the outdoors, and he, and he did show me things that I hadn't seen before, and and one of the things I recall is this tree that I walked by so many times, and I looked at it from a different angle this time, and I looked up into it, and it was the most beautiful, unusual, unusual tree, and I thought, oh my gosh, that's God showing me. That's God showing me him. And then there was a bush, you know, that I had driven by so many times. It was squatty and wide at the bottom. And again, the most unusual shape to me. And I, and I thought, oh my gosh, there he is again. He's showing me God in nature again. And those are the two that I can remember. But, I, you know, what I thought was so wonderful about that is that I asked God to show me. And he did. <laughs> he opened your eyes to him. Beautiful. Anybody else? Leanna got me a new Bible at the 
this last week, and I had been uh, reading the uh, NIV in the new translation. <laughs> translation is the uh, new King James. And since I had a, a new book, then I had started at the uh, beginning of the book, like most of us do. And um, <clears throat> there was one verse that, or two verses that really stood out to me, and I'm still working on the meaning of those. And I, I thought I, I would share them with you guys. Uh, I, I can't quote them, but I'll, I'll give you what the verse was, is, and it's uh, Genesis, the fourth chapter the sixth and seventh verse. And uh, like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm still mulling it over in my mind because I, I know that it was one of those that the Lord was trying to teach me something. And it, it has to do with Cain and Abel and how, how God spoke to Cain in that situation. But um, if you get a chance, read those two verses and uh, see if it's maybe something special to you also. Um, Genesis 4th chapter 6th and 7th verses and I love that God speaks to us in his word he promises he promises to show us who he is love that somebody else Zach come on thank you I hadn't prepared anything this morning as I was sitting there, I found myself with just a few reflections or maybe answers to the to the questions that uh, Larry and Christina had asked. Um, I guess, kind of first and foremost, I'm 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 thankful that uh, we've all kind of found ourselves here today in the uh, the, the the manner at which we have. Um, kind of like Larry started off, like it's 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 okay. To um, to express the uh, the fact that we're all grieving, you know, um, and I, that process is gonna is gonna continue, you know, the, the farther we go in this transition, um, and it's okay, it's okay to feel that way, it's okay to sometimes not feel like real excited or even optimistic at times of like I don't know how this is gonna go, or you know, I uh, you know, like Larry and I have had conversations about uh, you know. Things as little as like you know planning who is going to speak on a Sunday morning, you know, and uh, it's okay to have those moments where you're like, God, I don't know what you're going to do here, you know, like you haven't shared it with me yet, and it's okay, it's okay to do that. So I, I, I think it's not by accident that uh, that we're here, kind of having this like family like discussion, and uh, uh, yeah, just the the vibe today, I think is. I think the, the spirit's here as he always is, and um, I think he's uh, he's he's here with us in the journey. So, uh, just want to yeah answer the question. Um, those of you guys that have journeyed closely with Courtney and I know that uh, we we have been on E for for a long time, um, and in most of those circumstances have just been things that. Uh, that, that life has has thrown at us that uh, have, have just kind of brought us to a place of feeling really battered and dry. Like we feel like, and, and we were laughing, you know, thinking about the the distance still empty. Like we feel like, you know, it said, you know, we were going to run out. 
Yeah, exactly. It, miles to empty, you know, was like 10, and that was like 50 miles ago. <laughs> and we're now like walking, you know, to a gas station. Uh, but actually, to to answer the question, though, I, God has, has begun to provide for us. Um, we, we do feel like we got to the point where the car ran out of gas and we were walking, you know, to, to fill you guys in and those that aren't familiar, like we've we struggled with finding consistent childcare. Um, we had issues with uh, neighbors. We had issues at work. We had issues, 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 issues. And uh, and it it was like it was one of those things where like when it rains it pours and, and like life doesn't seem to let up or, or give you any sort of breaks where you can even just catch your breath. Um, so look at my notes here, so I'm too off in the weeds. So one way I wanted to encourage everybody is that uh, in, in, be, in, in being filled, it is the Spirit who chooses how we are filled. And just to be open to how your needs are being met, particularly if it's not how you imagined or maybe how you would originally wanted to be filled. So for Courtney and I, uh, tangibly, what how that's happened is we uh, we have sold our house um, or are in the process of selling our home um, that was supposed to be our forever dream home. Um, we purchased a home in Lewiston, uh, in town, something that neither of us have ever done before. We've never been surrounded by neighbors and people and cars and school buses and garbage trucks and all that. Um, we uh, we have Haley in. Uh, great daycare that we found um, that's available like extended hours Monday through Friday, particularly around the time that Courtney and I are working, which is something that uh, that we both have to do right now. Um, and so, yeah, so we, we found ourselves at a place where like we feel like life looks nothing like how we had originally imagined for ourselves. In fact, you know, it's, it's, like we're we're so far past the point of like improvising that like our plan or idea of what we're doing or what we want to do has been thrown out. Where we've just been in that survival mode for so long. Um, but that's where like something that God has shown us in this season though is just that uh, that, that He makes good on His promise on uh, on 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 filling us uh, and meeting our needs, even if it's not how we imagined. And I think that, that that's a good word for just this body right now and in this season, that uh, just to caution against, like, in, in this journey of finding a new pastor, you know, to, to, to not be so quick to, to like, to, to tell God so much of what it is that we want, even though it's okay to do that, but to be open to, to who and how he fills that need. Um and so, like, so, like, with Courtney and I, like, we've, uh, like, we were sharing with Katie Brown earlier. Uh, one of the things that we've struggled with that's just led us to a place of feeling on empty is like just like not having any quality alone time together. Um, not like uh, Bernie, I think, asked us like, "Hey, you know, how's the, you know, you've been on a date night recently?" And we're like, "What's that?" Uh, but one thing we found is that so within our work schedule, we've been able to take Fridays off. Well, with the daycare that we have right now, they they provide care Monday through Friday. So we have care consistently on Fridays, and we both have, are able to take Fridays off. So Friday becomes like an errand and 
and uh, and date day for us. So while we're not able to go on like a date night, you know, we're often able to go out to lunch together or breakfast or, um, and so it's one of those ways that like where it's not how we had imagined and maybe not always ideal. Um, we don't always get to go see like the new movies and stuff that we want to see, but we do get the time together. Um, and, and same with, same with our, uh, our living situation. So to go from uh, always living on acreage, always being remote, living in the woods, uh, it was really difficult for us to, to grasp a concept of like moving to town and like being around neighbors and, and, and people all the time. And uh, it's, I don't, I don't, I don't know for certain that like any of my neighbors even have a relationship with the Lord or know who He is. I, I hope that maybe He'll use us in that way to, to to be a witness to them. But the way that God has blessed us through the use of our neighbors has been incredible. Um, and I think that 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 is what a testament to the heart of the Father and the way that He provides for His people is that is that in in His sovereignty He's even able to use people to bless those he loves, his sons and daughters, even if the people that he's using in their lives don't even know it, you know? And so, and that was one of those things, like we, you know, you you look for how the, the, your needs are going to be met. And one thing that we didn't look for was like, well, what if we're surrounded by all these people? But what if all those people are really great? You know, but what if they're, you know, we don't share the same beliefs or, uh, you know, have the same interests or whatever? What if you don't, and yet, you know, they're still really great and kind and, and a blessing to you? Like, the second or third week that we were there, I mean, like, we had neighbors that were um, coming over and mowing our lawn. Hey, we noticed you guys just moved in, and you got a lot going on, and uh, so we, we thought we'd mow your lawn for you, you know? Or uh, uh, we've kind of entered into a, a game of... Uh, competition with our neighbors and trying to like out bless one another with bringing each other like uh cookies and gifts and inviting each other over you know to sit on each other's uh you know back patios and stuff like that and like these are people that we we didn't know from adam you know three four five months ago and yet like we're we're being blessed and received and so uh if anybody's in that season where they feel like they're on empty and they're and they're believing god to to provide an, uh, a very real, tangible need for you, my encouragement would just be to to keep an open mind to how he decides to do that, um, because he is good on his promise to do that. And I think that sometimes there's a missed opportunity there where he he's intending to try to fill the need, and, and we're, we're blocking that from happening because it's not how we initially wanted or imagined for ourselves. Um, and... Um, so the other the other kind of big thing is uh, uh, Courtney and I feel like uh, like our last consistent Sunday here at OCC will, will probably be uh, through the end of June, and then we would like to start finding a body uh, in the Lewiston area, uh, and that is something that we have we have really wrestled hard with, uh, especially journeying with Larry and Christina and, uh, and and asking God like why. Why now? Like, why? Why did you put us in this place where we've, we've struggled so hard at a time where everybody around us is also struggling? You know, why? 
why are you taking us out of the fight? That's what we felt like. Um, and, and yet, I, I know from, from personal experience that God never removes things from her life when, when he's not preparing to, to replace it with something greater. And, and I, I don't know what that looks like for OCC yet. Um, hi. Well, hello. Usually it's Haley that comes up and sees me when I'm up here. <laughs> I like it. I'll take it. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited for this body because I, I think that in, in those doubts, in those awarenesses of uh, needs and weaknesses, I think I know with, with every fiber of my being that it's because God is getting ready to do something big. Um, and I know that's been true in my life. And if you haven't experienced that, expect it and look for it. Um, so that's my encouragement for you. And I, and I just want to thank everybody for being supportive of Courtney and I. It's it's been difficult to be in a season that we've been in and struggle the way that we have and have people that care about us, including this body, come up to us and, and, and generally ask, hey, how, you know, like, I know you're struggling. How can we uh, help you better? Where, where have we dropped the ball? And it's like, it's, it's nothing you can fix. Like, honestly, what we've needed from this body has been exactly what we've gotten. And that's just like, we just need people around us to just be there, you know, like it, it's not anything that anybody can come in and fix. It's just uh, sometimes you just need people in your corner um, to journey through life's hardships with. Um, so also, too, if you are if you find yourself with a friend or family member or um, somebody you're seated, seated next to this morning, um, don't feel like you have to have a solution to what to their problem or what they're struggling with. Be, be confident in just journeying with them in that. Maybe that's exactly what they need. It's not having necessarily the right words or an immediate remedy to their problems. Sometimes it's just like, hey, you know, your dad passed away. You know, I don't know what that feels like. And I don't really even know what to say. But I just want to let you know that uh, my heart aches for you. And I'm, and I'm, I'm with you through this journey, whatever it looks like. Um, and, I, and I think that, uh, you know, tying that back into the, you know, the grief that a lot of us are feeling with uh the Googers departure. I think that there's going to be a lot of that where we're kind of grieving together. And Hey, I don't know what this looks like. You don't know what this looks like, but um, whatever it ends up being, I'm in this with you. Um, so we love you guys. We appreciate you. Thanks for letting me chat at you. Learning, learning that the two fingers in the electric socket. So, if we could have, um, is there anybody else that wants wants to share? Chris, you want to come up here, or you want me to? Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, recently, uh, so I, I enjoy hiking and, and backcountry stuff, and whatnot, but I, I've always felt like the Lord speaks to me through those moments of uh, hiking and whatnot, but for whatever reason, the last three or four months, it's been like heavy on my heart to write this down, like while you're hiking, and uh, so I literally uh, will just carry my phone in my pocket, <clears throat> and a lot of times I'll just sit down and I'll just, as these thoughts come to me, I, I'll just jot them down. Well, then just a couple weeks ago, uh, Larry said, hey, I'd like you to preach, and <laughs> 
So I thought <clears throat> that was kind of neat. But what uh, when Lon was talking about that verse, that's actually one of the ones that came to me um, the other day. And I jotted some stuff down about that. And it's really re- interesting when you read those verses because Abel's sacrifice was one of love and of gratitude for what God had done for him. And Cain's was more of his works, of what of his hands. And if you read about that, and it goes on further in, in the, uh, prior to that, but <clears throat> that's a struggle in my life. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit more, but it's interesting in that first seven that he talks about. And I'll, God's put on my heart Peter a lot lately. And there's a verse um, in Luke that's very similar to that verse 7. If you read that today, uh, what Lon was talking, Genesis 4, verse 7, um, it talks about sin is crouching at the door. And uh, But in, uh, in, in and I've been reading a lot about Peter and, and his um, trials uh, with uh, kind of that grace versus works. Um, and that's what I'm going to share on here in a couple weeks. But it's really interesting that uh, he says in 31, Luke um, 22, 31, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has demanded permission to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith may not fail. And you, when once you have turned again, strengthen your brothers. And we need that right now. So I just pray for you guys and uh, lift us, lift each other up during these times and uh I think a lot of times in our lives, we don't allow God to do the work because we work so hard at doing it ourselves. So let him work. Okay, um, can we have the worship team come back up? We're going to uh, start with the song, and then, uh, then uh, Zach is going to uh, facilitate us at the communion table.